All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Boy Bubble, with me as always, my co host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for our week six picks uh, for the 2022 NFL season and riding a great high we are on our betting locks. Uh, we're going to jump into our, I'm just kidding, our, our betting locks have been terrible this season. So keep that in mind as we get ready to give you our betting locks here in just a minute. Uh, meanwhile, Dylan, uh, our picks themselves, I think, have been okay. But um, let's see how we do this week because we've got a pretty interesting slate. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a minute because there are some brutal lines here uh, in terms of some of these games. I think you're looking at toss-ups across the board um, for a lot of these quick picks that we're going to get to. But for now, we start with our games of the week. And, boy, Dylan, it was really hard to find – to search long and hard here for (laughs) our game of the week, I think, uh, this week. Although we have two. Um, it was hard to find the number one game in that slot. So, Yeah, it's been a lot harder in past weeks. As you know, this week was the, the first time it's actually been pretty easy. Oh, it's all good. We, we always have the dogs joining. It's fine. Ben's over here sleeping too. But, uh, no, it, yeah, this week it was a little bit easier with the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they've met in the last couple of playoffs. Should have felt like the championship game last year in the AFC, despite the fact the Bengals had some other ideas uh still probably at this point i'd say that the teams at the top of the afc in terms of who you're you're looking at as your likely one two seeds and who you'd be the most afraid of going against uh even though the chiefs nearly lost the raiders uh vegas uh, you know probably a pretty good one and four team at this point and yeah i, I don't think this game's going to go the way that it did potentially in the playoffs last year it was a ridiculous affair between the Bills and Chiefs, um, and, and especially in that second half, the AFC title game. And I also don't think it's going to be like the regular season game last year, which I think was also in week six um, with the, the Bills kind of dominating the Chiefs in that one. I, I, at this point, I do still think the Buffalo is just a more complete team. So I really uh, I'm still going to pick them in this game. It could go either way, but they're the, the top DVOA team in football right now. They're projected to stay up there at the top. The Chiefs are defense as we've talked about um, overall this year has been pretty solid um, better than maybe we anticipated over the course of the whole year uh, or coming in here but I still think that's maybe a weak enough point even if the Buffalo's offense isn't perfect I think they're going to be able to thrive against that unit for Kansas City the special teams for the Chiefs have still been kind of here uh, all over the place I don't, I'm not sure about Harrison Bucker's status for this one but um, all those things combined even with uh, this game coming uh, there in Kansas City once again. When are they finally? When are they ever going to play a game in Buffalo? Feels like all, they always play in Kansas City. But yeah, uh, I'll pick the Bills to win this one. Yep, I'm going Bills too. I think that's uh, the, the best choice here. We said from the beginning. It just seems like the Bills are the team to beat right now um, from the start. And uh, yeah, um, they just like to get a lot of momentum heading into that game. And uh, we will see if that turns out to be the case there uh, in Kansas City. All right, our second game of the week. Uh, it's going to be the Cowboys at the Eagles, uh, a big NFC East showdown here for this one. The Eagles are six-and-a-half-point favorites. By the way, the Bills were two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against the Chiefs there on the road. Eagles six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Cowboys. Um, you know, I, I think this one, Dylan, it's like if Dak was back, you'd have, you know, I don't know, there would be a lot more probably intrigue. This number would be much lower, I would think. Um, but the fact is – probably not going to be back at least it seems at the moment um so maybe another week of cooper rush here on the road against uh, the only unbeaten team left and uh, that only unbeaten team has looked really really good so i'm going to pick the eagles here in this showdown i just think that they've got too much firepower and uh, again if the cowboys are dakless um i just think the eagles outscore them uh, here in this setup 
you know, you'd think with the Cowboys as my division pick, I would slide with them, but I'm kind of <laughs> going to play both sides because, yeah, I've been on top of the, the Eagles potentially being a dark horse contender here in the NFC, and now sure enough, they've become probably the best team, uh, most complete team so far in the NFC. Uh, like you said, if Dak had been back, this game has a bit more intrigue. I'm still really intrigued by it, but I, I do worry about overall Dallas's offense put together a few uh, good drives and overall played our right against the Rams. I wouldn't say it was their best effort. They were, you know, supported by the block punt, by the, the fumble return touchdown. It's not like they as an offense put up that many points in LA and they're facing a defense right now in, in Philadelphia that um, I'm feeling a bit more confident about, uh, especially with their past CVI. Maybe, maybe Dallas will be able to run the ball. Okay. But Dallas's defense for as great as it's been, you know, the Rams are an awful and we'll talk about them unfortunately shortly but they've been just abysmal up front they have a ton of injuries they've not been able to run the ball well this is a whole different story facing the rushing attack of philadelphia as we know um i think it just presents so many more problems for dallas's defense i don't think they're gonna they're gonna be a little more conservative you know trying to stay away from the from those turnovers and it's a just a better matchup from philadelphia's point of view than what the rams had up front obviously the offensive line for the eagles is one of the best in the league dallas's defense front's been nasty and they've been obviously so much fun to watch overall and i still have a lot of confidence in what the cowboys can do as a team moving forward i just think at this point i feel a bit better about right now philadelphia is probably the better team maybe it has a bit of an impact this game comes in philadelphia rather than dallas so i'll go with the eagles here as my pick yeah um which is a good transition dylan into our betting locks because normally you know i can find a game outside of our games of the week if that's not one of our our betting locks and such but i could not on this slate like i just could not find anything i felt confident about anywhere um and and this game probably included but the closest thing i felt confident about to make my betting lock was the eagles who are six and a half point favorites uh, at home against the cowboys so i'm going to take the eagles here uh to cover that i think the getting a touchdown uh, i feel like is a pretty good setup uh for them so and when you when we talk about the rest of these games like we're we're going to mention it like there's just a lot that i don't have a lot of confidence in um i mean you're this may be one of the wildest like least confident weeks ever in terms of our picks because some of these games are just you know blindfold and throw it up in the air and pick one like that's just kind of what it comes down to but i'm going to make the eagles mine uh, although you're going to take um my super bowl pick uh, on the road uh to as your betting lock here for the week yeah real real quick i got an update from uh field yates twitter that harrison bucker was a full participant so it does sound like the, oh. the chiefs will have their kicker back so maybe maybe we got a little special teams edge there but no yeah for my betting lock um i you know i, I was joking before the episode that we should stop calling them betting locks given <laughs> how un- uh, unlocked they've been the keys have been there the whole time but i'm going with the buccaneers to beat the steelers by uh, they're favored by eight in pittsburgh it's mostly i mean it's not that tampa bay has obviously been dominant they without that uh pass or uh roughing the passer call on tom brady falcons have a chance to win that game at the end there uh pretty you know, not exactly surprised given how atlanta's played that's why we stayed away from them last week tampa bay is a lock uh, for that one despite picking them but here against pittsburgh i mean Steelers have looked bad and I know they were playing Buffalo last week and I know the the Bills are probably the most complete team in the league even if they've had some uh, inconsistent inconsistent weeks uh recently uh man I don't and I don't really care they're at home it's just it's been a mess and I, I do worry about with that defense pinning their ears back against Kenny Pickett what it could end up looking like maybe he'll have a better week maybe he will keep them in there but I think Tampa Bay is just a better football team I think they're even though they won last week they still don't feel like they've hit their stride 
I think they have enough health at this point to put together a better product, and I think they, they should win at least by a touchdown. It's that extra point that's going to be the difference maker here. But like you mentioned, it's kind of been a, a year where a lot of teams have played towards the middle. The good teams have played down to competition, or maybe they are in that kind of middle range, and the, some of the worst teams have played up and kind of just stuck around with uh, teams we expected more of. So it, it's been a really tough uh, season so far for us in the locks compared to the previously. Like you mentioned, picks have been okay. You, you're still beating me there, uh, which would be unfortunate after me taking that last year. Maybe I'll get back in the playoffs. We'll see. Still still only week six, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. I feel like it's just the best choice out of the options here to be a lock in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Yeah, I'm picking the Bucks to win. Um, not as confident about the lock, but it's probably in my top three when I consider the other plays on the board this week. And by the way, if you were wondering why I was looking down i was trying to make sure in the family league uh see if anyone had harrison butker because i remember someone <laughs> dropping him so i was trying to jump on that pretty quickly but oh looks like someone uh swiped him up so um congrats to the family the league for keeping tabs on his status uh, i will go with uh, brett maher in hopes that the cowboys put up some kind of points against the eagles but not enough to uh cover that six and a half points brett uh all right to our upsets of the week these have been a little bit better i think they'll at times um, we've not been bad with these to this point. Well, I say that, and uh, this is probably the biggest one I've I've had of the season in terms of the point spread. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the G-Men, the Giants. Yes, the nearly unbeaten New York Giants um, are at home here, and this is it, Dylan. Like the biggest, I think the biggest point spread I've picked against uh, of the season in terms of my upsets I'm going to keep riding the G-Men train. Uh, I just think, you know, as we've said, I mean, look, the Ravens' defense has not been stellar by any means. Um, certainly the passing defense, which that's the question, I guess, can, you know, can Daniel Jones and company exploit that? I just think Saquon, we've talked about just how fantastic he's been. And the thing is, you know, it, it's not necessarily something where he has to run all over the Ravens. He can catch it out of the backfield and make plays too. So, the, the only issue I have here is I think the Ravens could just run all over the Giants, and that could be um, enough to kind of um, cause some issues. But why not? Uh, an emotional pick here. Um, maybe not the most common uh, sense pick when it comes to a football matchup standpoint, but I'm going to go with the Giants. And quite frankly, it's because, um, you know, I had some other upsets, I think, along the way, but this is just one that I'm going to I'm gonna ride on this one. So They're finding ways to win. I'll give them that. And uh, only – was able to watch the end of their previous game against the Packers after it started at 6:30 here in LA. Um, but, but I mean, and they could have obviously things could have gone differently. This could be a, easily a three and two football team if the Titans make a field goal there in Week One. It just, yeah. I, I still think the Ravens have you know they've only been trailing uh, what probably now after that more in the, the end of that game against the Bengals than they had all year. But nonetheless, still only like a, a minute or so on top of the 14 seconds and their two losses. I think they're despite the deficiencies on defense and like you to your point the Giants probably could run the ball they've run the ball you know pretty successfully whether it be with their wildcat with just straight running or with Daniel Jones himself scrambling around they're ranking I believe in the top 10 yeah sixth and rush offense DVOA and that is something that the Baltimore Ravens have not really defended well um, over the course of uh, the early going here the 26th on that mark I just still think they're a better team overall I don't think the Giants defense has been fantastic i think it, i think the packers just at times have played down to their competition as we've talked about over the first few weeks here i still think they're figuring out their own identity i don't think the ravens have that same kind of identity crisis i know it was a tough game 
against the Bengals, um, uh, you know, tighter than, and, and, but they've played some really tough teams over the course of the early going of the year. It's a different Dolphins team they faced early in, the, uh, in week two uh, than the, we've seen from, uh, from with Miami the last few weeks. And I still think they put up a lot of points against them. I still have a lot of questions about the Giants defense overall. Uh, so I'm picking the Ravens, and I, I, as much as I would like to see the Giants win, it would be fun. Little uh, 21 years later, later, a little 30 Super Bowl 35 revenge, I guess. Here, um, I don't really see it happening, though. I'm not gonna. I almost this was one I did consider as a lock. Uh, maybe I'm just a Giants hater at this point. If they win this week, I'll have to pick them to win every single game the rest of the way. That'll be the that'll be the next addition to our picks here. Yeah, well, I I think I picked against the Ravens last week too, so um, that turned out well, as you saw. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, again, this is just uh, trying to maybe have a little fun with this one because I do have some upsets elsewhere, but I just don't I don't feel great about some of these this week, again, given the schedule. All right, to this one, uh, upset pick here. Uh, the Jags are at the Colts. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, Dylan's going to make this his upset of the week. I don't have a clue what to pick <laughs> in this game. As with any AFC South game to this point, it seems like um, – I'm going to pick the Colts, but even I told Dylan, I feel like I need to take a shower picking the Colts to win this game. Uh, it's just after that game last week on Thursday Night Football, I just I don't know how I could possibly pick them to, to win this game, I suppose, but they found a way to win that one. And I mean, the Jags, you know, I just that was the ultimate AFC South game, uh, losing at home to the Texans and not really being able to put up any points. But as Dylan will point out, it wasn't a matter of yardage. It was just a matter of efficiency and the Jacks had none of that against the Texans. Um, I don't know. I, I'll pick the Colts, but again, this is one that I don't have any confidence in whatsoever. Yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence in it. Other than, I mean, I really do think you know, early in the season, I had more confidence picking them, even after the Jags had lost Week One when we picked. I think we both picked the Jags, or maybe I just picked the Jags to beat the Colts in Week Two, and they shut them out twenty-four-zero. They have owned Indianapolis, as we've talked about in Jacksonville. Different different thing here in in indy i i just i still think the colts are really bad um, um i i do worry I about disagree. their i i, <laughs> so. I like you said though you feel like on either direction you're gonna go with this uh, you don't feel good you need to take a shower i'm picking the jags just because i i like you mentioned against the texans they scored six points they went over three in the red zone they outgained almost by 200 yards houston just some things that I think they could clean up and should be able to clean up here. I will say, if Indianapolis has done anything well, their defense has been pretty good. They're one of the best run defending teams so far in the early going, second in DVOA on their marks there. Um, so maybe that that kind of stifles Jacksonville to an extent. That although Jacksonville has obviously relied on the pass a bit more this year, some throws missed from Trevor Lawrence, but he's a guy that, as we've uh, talked about after the Philly game, has played really well in, in great conditions and not so much when uh, it's, uh, when it's raining and different things like that. Not that he had to worry about that last week, but I still think. I just have a little more faith in Jacksonville overall. It's not so much that I think they're a great team. I think we kind of got a reality check. We, we talked early on that they weren't going to always be a top 10 DVOA team over the course, or a top five team over the course of the year. They were going to regress back to the mean, and we started seeing that happen to an extent. I just think they're still a better team. I think the Colts offense, they're ranking last in both pass and rush offense in DVOA. And I don't see it getting much better. So I, I think Jacksonville is at least they're probably as long as they don't turn the ball over, uh, win that battle, and just be a little more conservative. It might be another low-scoring game. I don't know what the over/under is off the top of my head, but I think the Jaguars are just a better team at this point. So I'm going to go with them. Yep. Uh, good luck to anyone who bets that game. Um, you're a fearless soul. 
All right, quick picks. We run through these, and by the way, normally we record this a day. We're recording this a day later this week yep. um, due to some scheduling stuff. But um, so the Thursday night game will actually have been played by this point. Usually we release it, and the game is the night of. But um, so Dylan, let's just take our our throw here and see how, if everyone listens and hears us being correct or incorrect. <laughs> Commanders uh, one point favorites on the road against the Bears. I'm gonna look into the past here. Um, I'm gonna say it's the Bears that, that won this game. I'm going to say it's the Bears as well. I don't trust Washington to their their front to not give up a few sacks, maybe turn the ball over. Maybe Chicago still sticks to what they've been doing well, which is being uh, really conservative. Uh, they don't run the ball well because Washington's defense against the run has been okay, but they just find enough. I, I'm going to say 12 to 12 to 7 final score. Oh, no, <laughs> don't put that on us. 12 to 7. Oh, my uh miss extra point then they go for two the second time and don't get it so it's two touchdowns but (laughs) second straight thursday night game where the winner scores 12 points no thank you um i I want no part of that we're going to record a revised version of this and upload it in the file um we're just gonna go the other way hopefully i'm gonna i'm gonna go 34 31 give me some points in this game Uh, i'm just kidding i don't think that's happening but uh, all right on to the 49ers at the falcons the niners five point favorites in atlanta um Dylan, here's my thing. You're talking about a team that I'm not you know, this this is kind of tricky though. The, the Falcons, as we've said, going into last week, they kept every game between what was it, four points, I think. Yep. They lose by six last week. Uh made it very interesting against the Bucks. This team just refuses to get blown out, and I can't imagine that's gonna be the case here again. So I'm gonna pick the Niners to win this game, but I'm not going above that five points because I just again the Falcons just proven that they may not be great, but they're good enough to cover the spread. And we always say um, good teams, you know, win, great teams cover or whatever the, the phrase is. Um, so maybe the Falcons are moving into greatness category when it comes to keeping these games close. So, Yeah, it should have made them my betting lock just to cover every week. Yeah, Screw the true. picking yeah. the winner. Maybe. Should have just stuck with that. I, I wouldn't pick that here. Um, I still think the 49ers probably will cover. But to your point, the Falcons have kept all these games close. They did a great job against Tampa last week. Um, and against pretty good defenses, they put up some points. They put up some points against the Rams. I know they had the block punt in that game. Uh, they've overall been, as we've talked about, just a, a better unit, no matter what their record ends up, ends up being. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. They could finish worse than that, and I'd still feel better about them as a fan and the direction they're moving. Um, they've been a pleasant surprise on offense, uh, ranking in the top 10 at this point th- through the early going, higher than San Francisco, and they've run the ball really well, and it's something that, you know, the 49ers defense is dominant. They've been, that is like especially their strength. If you're able to pass block up front, and usually that's the way we've seen teams kind of get to them is being able to exploit their secondary, which with Mosley going down, a big hit for them there. But I still think the Niners are just a better team, so I'm going to pick them. I still think they'll cover, but maybe Atlanta keeps this closer. And I've just overall, a team that uh, out of all these teams that have kind of been, like we're saying, playing in the middle, uh, they're one that I've just, uh, each week, I, you know, going into the year, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to all the Falcons games. So now I've, I find myself the next day with the condensed games and all that. Like, I'm always seeing what do they do differently. And their offense, as much as Kyle Pitts' fantasy owners might not always be uh, super happy here, um, yes. I think that they've figured some, some of their identity out. And uh, their defense still has a lot of things lacking, though. So I'll say San Francisco puts up some points here and gets the win and probably covers. Patriots of the Browns in the Bill Belichick Bowl here. Uh, Browns two and a half point favorites at home. Here's another game that one where I don't have a great feel yeah. on. Although I almost, it's funny because I don't have a great feel on this, but I almost made it my betting lock because I really didn't have many other choices. Um, 
I think the Browns here, so I'm thinking my thinking would have been, all right, I think I'm going to win. they got to win by probably field goal or more, right? So um, I, I don't I, – this is another game. I just don't have a great feel on. Um, Patriots just decimated the Lions last week. Yeah. Um, as Dylan said before we started recording, the Browns, Browns. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'm going to go with the Browns because they're the home team, but quite honestly, Dylan, if this was in Foxborough, I'd, I'd probably pick the Patriots. So. I don't have a great feeling. I, I'm really worried we're going to come back here on uh, when, re- when we're recording Monday, and it's going to be Patriots found a way to win by like 17 points. I I could see that happening. I went with the Browns as well. I don't again feel amazing about it. The main reason I, I look at New England has the fifth worst rush defense in the league and in, uh, in DVOA, and the Browns have the best offense on the ground. So I think the Cleveland's going to stick to what works, set some things up in the, for the pass. I don't think we're going to see them get stifled the same way Detroit did last week. Um, flip side, though, Cleveland's defense, I mean, they're a team. It's, it's hilarious. If you had told me that in the top four in offensive DVOA, even at this point, even though we're only through five weeks, out Baltimore and Kansas City at two and three make perfect sense. Number one, Seattle. <laughs> the number four, Cleveland. Would not have expected that, but I also expected a lot more from this defense. They've been pretty bad uh, for the Browns. Um, it's just I don't know if the Patriots have the ability to to util, uh, you know to stifle them the same way. Maybe Stevenson has a huge week. I think losing Harris does hurt in this instance. Uh, these are the Browns, also a team that doesn't defend the, the uh, ground game well. If you can bet on the over under of the time of this game, I would go on the under because it's probably going to be a ton of running the football, a lot of clock movement. Um, I'll go, I'll go with the Browns to win. I just, man, I, I really, I just, I feel it partially in my in my heart that I'm, we're going to come back and just be like the Patriots just have found their identity on defense. They've, they're starting to click there, and Cleveland's still kind of that middle-of-the-ground team. Their team, though, with the Browns overall, I do think, is, you know, they've lost some brutal games. They really have played better than what their record is at this point, so maybe this gets them back on track and keeps them at least with a shot before the toughest part of their schedule, as we know, coming up. Uh, they really need this win if they want to have any chance of beating the playoff conversation, in my mind, by the time Deshaun gets back. All right, the Jets at the Packers. The Packers, seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in Green Bay there. I know I know you thought about this one, Dylan. You thought about going mm. uh, the after last down week. or more. <laughs> ups- yeah, well, that's true. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers here. I just think they, they're at home. They find a way to, to bounce back. Um, but, again, I don't think you can write off the Jets anymore. We used to do that a lot. Now I think it's pretty clear, as we said, the Jets are a team that's on the rise, although I don't think that means, you know, AFC title contender or anything just yet. But um, maybe a little bit more interesting than you would think from the spread. I, I think actually, to me, and, we you know, we usually make our betting locks in terms of straight-up winners yep. in terms of adding that into the mix, but – one of the better betting locks maybe of the week is the fact that the Jets may be able to cover the seven and a half here, even though I'm going to pick the Packers to win. Yeah, I think the home cooking for Green Bay, I think they're going to want to prove something after what happened in that game. And they had the game in control uh, before the Giants slowly came back and just saw kind of kick them, shoot themselves in the foot to an extent. I wouldn't say the Giants defense necessarily put on a clinic against Green Bay. And um, I, I do wonder how they're going to perform uh, with how they've the identity of the Packers at this point, sticking to the ground game and wanting to establish the run. And is that going to work as well against a Jacksonville defense that, or uh, sorry, a Jets defense that has been okay. They've been kind of middle of the pack um, in that respect. I think they have some talented players and overall the defense has been better than I expected and uh, is trending uh, like, so far based on Dave with from Football Outsiders, they expect it to uh, ultimately getting better uh, and ranking better by the end of the season. They see some good things with what's happened there. So, yeah, Jets are a fun team. I, I don't know the offense, though, if I trust it enough against a Packer defense that I think 
has been a little inconsistent. I think it's much better unit than what, how it's played um, the last couple of weeks, um, especially defending the run. Uh, maybe they, they confuse Zach Wilson a few times, but we'll see. I think it's a game that if you're a Jets fan, you, this is a huge measuring stick kind of performance. I mean, you beat the Dolphins last week, but with down to the third quarterback, what do you gain on that side of the ball? Miami's defense was out there all day, and uh, over time it just slowly wore them down, it felt like. I think this is just a, a game that, yeah, even if you lose, if you stay in it with Green Bay, and I know the Green Bay struggle, but still from the Jets' point of view, like you guys were, I mean, how, they won, I think, four games last year, maybe three, at least probably four and 13. You're already at three and two right now, and if you can compete with a team that most people going into the year put in the, at least the top two, three favorites in the NFC, I mean, that's a big Big thing for the Jets. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm picking the Packers to win, but uh, I think, you're, to your point, I, I think I would, if I had to pick on the spread here, I'd probably go with the Jets covering. I think that touchdown and under, I could see it being a four, five, six point kind of game in Green Bay's favor, but I think the Jets at least have enough firepower and offense to keep it close enough, and I think their defense uh, maybe presents, I, I think it's a better outfit than what the Giants have. So we'll see what the Packers can do there. All right, the Vikings are three-point favorites on the road to Miami against the Dolphins, who will be without Tua still, without Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Skyler Thompson likely getting the start, it sounds like, for the Dolphins. So that's why I'm going to swing this pick towards the Vikings, yeah. although as I told you as well, I don't. there's another game I just don't love. Like I, don't, I, I still think the Dolphins can win this game, absolutely. They've got enough weapons offensively to do it. Um, and we've seen the Vikings win some close games, so... I think that's something else, too. Maybe have a little more confidence there. Um, but I don't know, Dylan. I, I also I also could see the Vikings just coming out flat here and the Dolphins finding a way to win. Like, I just, for some reason, like, that's in the back of my mind here. I'm like, I don't know, pick the Vikings. But this may feel like one of those games that you see every now and then with the Vikings where maybe they just don't perform to what you think they will. But um, Dolphins, third-string quarterback, I think it just makes sense to lean towards the Vikings here. Yeah, if, even if Teddy was playing – um, and I'm pretty sure he's out. Is that correct? I haven't seen. I uh, think he's out. Yeah, practice. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he somehow is able to get in there, that might have flipped things for me. I think he's that like you know steady enough to to, to your point. I think the Dolphins are going to come out playing really hard. I think they're going to try to smack them in the mouth up front. And I don't know Minnesota. They are four and one, and they found a, win, a way to win the games that you know we talked about. They've always seemed to lose those games, and last year they played all the one score games. They still are, but they're winning them this time. They are uh, to yeah. your point though one and four against the spread so far. So it's it, that kind of sums up exactly how I would feel about the Vikings' expectations for what they really are as a team. Uh, I don't know. The defense has not been fantastic at times in that game, letting the, the Bears battle back into it. You see some of the deficiencies they have there. But, again, I think Miami has, has struggled, uh, especially with their pass defense over the course of the year. I think there's a lot of vulnerabilities in that secondary uh, beyond some of the stars that they have. So I see Minnesota. I see Jester Jefferson and the, the way that they've kind of got that passing game going the last few weeks. I still think they're going to find a way to move the ball and do enough to win this game. But it – it has the potential to be a, a game that we, when we're talking about red zone and what's going to be on there and wacky endings and the witching hour, I, I could definitely see Vikings Dolphins coming right down to the end, even with Skylar Thompson if he's in there. And again, if, if Teddy if Teddy some, finds a way to play, I I really would maybe flip it, but I, I still think it's almost a coin flip regardless um, for this one. But I'll go with the Vikes. All right, another one that's kind of interesting: uh, the Bengals at the Saints. The Bengals one half point favorites in this game. Um, seems like Jameis limited in practice doesn't yeah. sound like michael thomas or jarvis landry will play uh, as we're recording this on thursday uh neither practiced so 
I, I don't know. This is this is a tough one again for me because I, I think about you know we talked about the Bengals and just the schedule right that they play, and I don't know. I'm gonna pick them here, but I, I can I understand why the spread is as low as, low as it is because. This is another kind of, you know, big test, I think, for the Bengals going on the road here, coming off that tough loss to the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, I'll I'll pick the Bengals. But, again, I, I think Jameis' status makes this more interesting in terms of if he plays or not. But still, like we said, two top wide receivers are going to be out for the Saints uh, also. So, yeah, <laughs> you can tell, like, Dylan, I'm, I'm very confident, huh, in this one, um, <laughs> as I've been in a lot of these. I'm picking the defending Super Bowl runner-up here, but um, – I understand why the spread is only one and a half. Yeah, I, I do too. But I this is one that I, I feel better about just what the, the Bengals have presented, yeah. especially what they did against the Ravens uh, as a defense in that last game. I, I just think that's a much better offense that they just face in Baltimore than what they're going to see here from New Orleans, especially with the guys they have out, no matter if Jameis plays. I mean, that offensive line for New Orleans is just not the unit that it used to be for so many years. I think they're going to eat up front. Um, I think uh, Cincinnati, their offense hasn't been fantastic this year, and I do worry about them on the flip side, uh, the possibility of turning the ball over and what that could mean for New Orleans and that team. And, you know, it's just New Orleans' offense, you know, last week we were talking about, they played Seattle, who's been one of the worst defenses uh, in the league I think it's just a bigger adjustment here it is you know the fact they're at home I think that matters but I just trust enough of the skill position players in Joe Burrow to be the difference and otherwise a game that I think these teams aren't drastically different with how good the defenses have been how the offensive lines have struggled uh, the big thing that, that differentiates them is <laughs> Saints don't have Joe Burrow Jamar Chase and T Higgins and all these guys and the Bengals do so I, I'm going to side with the Bengals to win this one and I'm, I just feel pretty good they're going to win so with one and a half point spread that's why I was like maybe go with that as a lock but there's enough like you said from the Saints point of view it's still a team that has battled and um, maybe I need to respect a little bit more than picking them as a against them as a lock in this one well Dylan I'll tell you who's got my respect uh, all aboard the Geno train no. here um, as I told Dylan in the family league fantasy, I was up all night because I was wondering, am I going to get to pick up Geno Smith from the waiver wire? Turns out my opponent ahead of me in the order was the one to get him. So he will undoubtedly throw for four touchdowns again this week. Uh, and that is my expectation because they are playing the Cardinals who are on the road in Seattle as two and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm picking the Seahawks here. I, I'm going to, we kind of talked about that Dylan, I think with the Cardinals, I know the Seahawks lost that game last week against the Saints, and quite frankly, when you look at it, uh, in terms of the points they've given up uh, the past couple weeks, uh, 45 to the Lions, uh, 39 to the Saints, not ideal. Uh, Also give up 27 to the uh, Falcons and Niners the weeks before that. Back home in Seattle, um, I mean, Dylan, I I think this is a high-scoring game, right? Like, I I feel like this, it has to be. Uh, But, you know, what's interesting here is I think the over-under – I'm going to try to find this real quick. 50 and um, a half is what I see. 50 and a half. That feels low to me, um, okay. all things considered here. So one of my other best bets of the week, I think, is the over on this game. I'm picking the Seahawks, jumping aboard the Juno train. I just don't trust the Cardinals. Not that I trust the Seahawks, again, given what they've given up. But um, ah, give me the Seahawks in this one. I, 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 as you might have seen on our, our sheet here, I <laughs> had the Cardinals written down, and I'm I, now it's empty. I'm I'm debating. I'm having it's a tough. I'm having a tough time because I really do think yeah, Seattle's been kind of inconsistent though. With you know they they lose that game and the defense is still such a question mark. Uh, man, 
Arizona too, though. It's it's real. Maybe I'm looking too much into what they did last week against Philadelphia. I thought that was probably their best total performance of the entire season. I know they just had beaten down Carolina right before that. Um, they just overall do not still feel great about their own defense. I don't think their offense has been nearly as efficient, obviously, in the early going as Seattle consistently. Um, and I, I know the Seahawks last week or last year did put a beat down on them in that last game with nothing else to, to, to gain from the win. I know Russell was playing that game, but I'm going to switch to the Seahawks. I'm going to, I'm going to side. I'm going to go on the Geno train. When you were talking about staying up all night for Geno, it reminded me, it made me think of that meme where it's the guy and the girl laying next to each other. And she's like, he's <laughs> yes. probably thinking about another woman. And then his actual mind, like, I might be able to pick up Geno Smith tonight. Can I, can I get Geno <laughs> Smith in fantasy? That's that's exactly Gino? the setup. Yeah. So in 2022, uh, that was it. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna I, I, I'm on the bandwagon. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll jump right off after this week. But I'll, I'll go with Seattle uh, with you on this one. Oh, Geno, unbelievable! What, how many years has he played? It's, it's his like. He came out of college nine, like ten. almost a decade ago. Yeah, Isn't that I wild think so. to think about. My goodness. Um, all right, the Panthers. At the Rams, the Rams 10-point favorites uh, and getting no vote of confidence from Dylan right now. Um, Dylan not even sure if the Rams can put up 10, so he's not <laughs> sure about uh, them covering this 10-point spread. Although I think it's pretty clear. We all know what I think about the Panthers if you listen to this podcast. They just fired Matt Rule, which I think, Dylan, we may have called last week from what I remember. I think yeah. we had that discussion. Uh, we said most likely uh, the team with the coach will get fired the first. Yep. That happened, um, and now they hit the road to play the Rams, you know, I feel like we've seen this before with teams who fire their coaches. They come out and just rejuvenated the following yeah. week. And um, I wonder if that's the case here against a Rams team that is not playing its best football right now. But nonetheless, uh, there's no way I'm picking against the Rams, even if, uh, like you said, I, I can't say I love the 10-point spread just because I have no idea what to expect from the Panthers. So That 10-point spread is way too high, just like them being favored <laughs> by so many points against the Cowboys is too high. I'm still yeah. mad at myself for not... <laughs> Picking the Rams, or sorry, the Cowboys in that game last week, uh, I, I literally was like, they're going to eat up front, and sure enough, they did. Yeah. Dallas's defensive line won that football game. Um, I yeah, I'm picking the Rams here. I'm not going to pick them to cover because again, Carolina's defense has had its moments. Uh, they've had maybe some feast or famine plays with some pick sixes, but also uh, just kind of a middle of the pack group. I think the other, it's really the other side is where I have a hard time seeing the carolina doing anything against the rams defense that despite their struggles in offense has still been really solid they've really improved against the run this year i'd say their past defense has taken a step back but i don't even know with honestly maybe maybe more of a threat with pj walker than baker there uh honestly this week for carolina maybe like you said that we've seen teams that come out fired up and if the rams play down i know they're going to be try to match that energy but they just are decimated up front so they have to not turn the ball over i think the rams still win Oh yeah, I am not sold on what is happening with the offense right now. It is uh, a unit that is discombobulated. It is all over the place, and I, I still, if I had the, you know, forty-two is the over/under, I'd probably still take the under on that. I, I really just don't see either team getting much going on offense. I think just the Rams, still a better team at home, find a way to get the win. If they if they lose this game, I don't know about looking at the playoffs. Uh, you're sitting at two and four at that point, and it's getting the schedule is going to get a lot tougher as we know some of the quarterbacks the Rams are going to face over the course of the year maybe they can work out a trade for for brian burns at halftime of this game and maybe that'll be the, the thing that the rams need but no really they need to figure out their offensive line it has been a big problem all year well speaking of teams that struggle to score uh the broncos on the road against the chargers chargers four and a half point favorites uh in this game here um all right then let's just point this out the broncos have played five games this season 
They've only scored over 16 points once, and that was the loss to the Raiders, where they scored 23. Um, again, going back to the Geno thing, it's just it's just wild to think about where we are right now, um, looking at the Broncos and looking at where the Seahawks are offensively. Um, man, I, I just I have zero. You know, the Chargers, as we said, have been the Chargers at times, and you never know, but. I just cannot pick the Broncos to – I don't know who I'd pick them against right now, to be honest with you. Like, I think about that. You know, they beat the Texans. They beat – they lost to the Colts. They lost to the Seahawks. Um, beat the Niners in the, you know, extra innings. Um, I just – like, I'm looking down their schedule right now, Dylan. Like, I'm honestly telling you, the only team I may pick them to beat right now with any confidence would be on the road against the Panthers. And that's in late November. Like, Chargers, even the Jets – the Jags, the Titans, the Raiders, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, chart like I know people think it's like been bad to this point, but when you look ahead, like there are not a lot of comfortable options out there in terms of wins and them being able to put up points if this offense continues to play like this. So that's my rant for the day. I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, the only reason to have confidence in Denver has been their defense. I think over the yeah. course of the rest of the year, it's the reason they've won the games they have. It's the reason they should have beaten the Colts last week. Um, I think they've overall themselves played quite well, and I, I know they've struggled maybe a bit in that Raider game, but I think, again, the Raiders are a much better team than 1-4, and four, uh, like their record indicates. I'm picking the Chargers. I, you know, they should be. They could obviously this. They could be two and three if the if the Browns make that field goal. But they also probably should have just punted the ball. And not, I don't know if the Browns would have gotten that position for that kick at there at the end. I think the Chargers overall played a better game and fought back. And you know, early they took those shots early in the game. It was impressive to see them fight back. Although we've seen plenty of teams fight back from big deficits against the Browns this year. I think the Chargers are just a better, more complete football team even without Bosa. I think their defense has been fine. Um, I don't know if Denver has like it's your point i don't know if they have the the firepower to really uh take advantage of the deficiencies that we've seen uh, in the chargers defense i you know i don't i really just have a hard time uh picking denver to your point against teams that i think are good even if they're not realizing the strength of what they can be i i I think at times we saw last week justin herbert and the chargers offense get things rolling a bit better um i think this is probably their toughest uh chance uh you know defense they faced i think pretty easily this year jacksonville still ranking pretty high and they struggled against them so maybe that's the one way to feel optimistic about denver but they'd have to force a number of turnovers it could happen so no reason to pick a make this a lock from my point of view, but I I just feel way better about who the Chargers are right now, even if I have a lot of confidence in Denver's defense. And that is the most frustrating thing, I think, for anyone that is following the Broncos, whether you're a fan or just uh, uh, over the top. I mean, this team, this is the setup for what we thought would make Denver into a possible contender was yeah. the defense rising back into the top 10. And they've exceeded even my own expectations for what they could be. I thought they might be around that range, and they've really truly been a top five defense early on. But the offense is just... It is such a disappointment, um, and you know, obviously losing Javante doesn't help. But still, before that, it, it's just a lot of issues, a lot of open guys uh, that Russell's not seeing, especially in that last uh, fourth down in the game against the Colts. So it's been it's been tough to, to to follow, and maybe they maybe they get things on track over the course of a long season. But right now, just can't just can't go with Denver at this point. Yeah, via covers Broncos are zero and five against the spread in their last five road games. Um, dating back to last year, the home team is five and zero against the spread in the last five meetings between these two teams. So 
And the under, by the way, Dylan, is 8-1 and one in the last nine games played uh, in Los Angeles or home games for the Chargers. So, um, yeah, I think the under is always a good bet when yeah. the Broncos are on the field. So uh, there's another possible option there. So there you go. There are picks for week six in the NFL. And, of course, Dylan, lots of stuff going on, not just uh, in the NFL, but – everywhere this is like that week where everything just um you know starts to come together you've got the nfl you've got major league baseball playoffs uh the nba is back um so much happening so let everybody know where they can find all that at clutch points yeah you can follow all the mlb playoff games all the nfl games and yeah it's soon to be nba regular season preseason at the moment but tuesday with the tip off there for the first couple games you can follow all those in the clutch points app tons of coverage of the of the playoffs uh, as we're recording right now i think the mariners are playing the astros we got yankees guardians delayed till tomorrow so by the time you're listening to this you'll have three games on friday to follow in the clutch points app uh tons of of betting predictions for all of nfl all of the nba also college football a couple really big games in michigan penn state and alabama tennessee we got those broken down uh, with our previews at Clutch Points in the college football section. So no shortage of stuff to, to read and, and follow and watch on the Clutch Points app and on our website. Yeah, maybe on the road to another Braves-Dodgers showdown. Also, maybe on the road to another Padres-Phillies. Uh, oh, boy. There you go. We'll see. Um, hopefully the, the former uh, and not the latter for both of us. Um, we'll see. Uh, all right, check everything out at Clutch Points. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast that you use, search for Staps Fast. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time on Staps Fast.